0: Let's go, Big Daddy.
1: Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis.
0: Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Got to check on my stocks. Got to make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell, what the hell, cause come 4 o'clock I'm going to hear the bell, gotta make me some paper so I can feel good, big daddy stock tips from the hood,
2: I got the money,
0: I got those pesos,
2: I got those pesos right here,
0: IPOs, dividends and options, Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over, roll. 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'm going to just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go.
2: Welcome back to the BST. Big Daddy in the house. It's another hump day. Beautiful outside. This summer has been pretty nice. Now I know people who Need rain, are not so happy, but you know, it's like in the wintertime where the guys who the people with the snow plows are all ticked off because there's no snow. Well, I'm sorry about that, but I like it when there's no snow, you know. Welcome back to the show. God, there's so much going on, and uh, we'll get to the, all that in a minute. But first, I want to say thank you again to my main man, Rick the Ruler over at the pickleball group that we play with. And Rick just wants you to know that I was winless until the last game of the morning. Uh, me and Slingshot Chris played Pizza Bob and Terminator Jeff, and we beat them. <laughs> it was very nice. Rick, of course, is my one of the good... Rick, Rick the Ruler has a nice spiritualness around him. He's very well-grounded, former, former cop. By the way, uh, when he tells me it's okay... I'm going to uh, promote his new book that he has coming out. Very spiritual man, but good guy. Good guy. Former Cleveland cop, retired now, living the good life. And he's got a book coming out, but I'll, and I want to promote it for him because he's such a good guy. But uh, I'll wait until he tells me it's okay uh, to do that. All right, so much to get to. Before we get to the stocks and the show, thank you so much. Financial analyst Bart Slack is coming up at 1230. We want to ask him about annuities and dividends and uh, shorting the stock and uh, and, and market analysts uh, downgrading and upgrading stocks. And how the hell does that happen? And he answered my question last week about IPOs. And so now I got another good one I want to ask him about today. But first, let's get to the uh, because this is part of finance, the, uh, the coronavirus stimulus package. OK, it's called the HEALS Act. Before the Democrats came out with one in the House, it was called the uh, HEROES Act. Now the Democrats in the Senate, I mean the Republicans in the Senate, has come out with the HEALS Act. Now, here is what so far is what they have proposed. Now, it still has to be negotiated upon between the uh, House Republicans and, I'm sorry, the Senate Republicans and the House Democrats. So the Republicans came out with their HEALS Act, and now they want to do, again, a second round of stimulus checks. For twelve hundred bucks, to us Americans, the same limit, uh, the same pretty much the wording as before. Now this has not been agreed upon yet. Pelosi and those guys still gotta agree to this. They want to do twelve hundred again. If you make up to seventy-five thousand dollars, you get the total twelve hundred. Uh, you get five hundred apiece for your dependents, including children. Um, it is a uh, twelve hundred dollars. And the unemployment one is instead of $600, because as you remember, they were saying that people didn't want to go back to work because they were making too much on unemployment than they was working. And so now, instead of $600 a week, this is going to expire on July 31st. The current $600 extra benefits that you got from the government, along with what you got for the state, is ending as of tomorrow. No, today's the 29th, so Thursday would be the 31st and then uh, 200 right now is a proposal from the Senate Republicans, $200 a week for the months of August and September. Then when November, I'm I'm sorry, when October comes around, they want to make it 70% of what you made last year, okay? 70% of what you made every week last year. Of course, we got paid like me every two weeks. Seventy percent of what that is would be starting in October and go through December. Now, one of the reasons that the Senate Republicans came out with this proposal because they two of the the, the two main things that Pelosi and the Democrats in the House said that they wanted to negotiate on was the amount of the stimulus check. And, of course, the amount of the extended unemployment benefits. Also, I'm hearing that it would be retroactive because they're probably not going to get this passed because they're still negotiating. They're not going to get that. So uh, this would be, uh, uh, if you don't get the money, let's say when you file Sunday for next week or Monday, then you're probably not going to get that extra money from the government. But once they agree to this and they sign and the the president signs the bill, then there's talk that you will get that money, that $200 a week retroactive to when they finally sign the thing. But this is still all up in the air because the Democrats want it Maybe more than $1,200 for this second time. So it could be 1500 It could be 2000 They still got to work on this. But that's the latest proposal that's on the table. And same thing with the un- unemployment extended benefits from the government, okay? That could be anywhere between uh, $200 and 400 bucks. Who knows? It could stay 200 It could rise. We just have to wait and see. But that's good news for us unemployment people because, again, I don't go back to work until probably mid-November when they start preseason. If this thing with the bubble goes well with the with the, the current teams that are vying for the playoffs and the championships down in Orlando, if that thing so far it has been going well. I know in, in baseball you had about four Marlins players that were – Florida Marlins players that were uh, positive for COVID-19. And so now they've canceled a few Marlins games and they'll deal with that in baseball. But right now with basketball, uh, right now, as of today, my season is supposed to start around December 1st, so I would assume that I would be back to work by the the first part of November because I haven't seen the technical engineering audio board in months since March, middle of March. I got to get in there and get some refresher courses going, and they probably will start playing preseason games, I would assume, by the middle of November, so that's the latest on the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen package. Uh, they're still negotiating, but right now, twelve hundred dollars again for people up to seventy who made up to seventy five thousand a year last year. Okay, if you didn't file last year, they would take it from twenty eighteen. Okay, and then uh, seventy five thousand to ninety nine thousand is prorated. And then if you made over $99,000 a year, you're rich and you don't get no money. So that's pretty much the end of that. All right. Thank you once again for joining us on the BST. Let's get right to it. You see what's going on with Eastman Kodak right now? Oh, baby. Eastman Kodak went nuts this morning. Now, this is one of the things I want to have to ask Bart Slack, our financial analyst, at 1230. Because there's still things that I'm still learning, just like I'm learning pickleball, I'm learning the stock market. And there's a couple of things that I want to ask part about. And I'll tell you about what that is in just a minute. But Kodak shares soared 300% after President Donald Trump announces a deal for the former film giant to make drug ingredients. The stock went crazy. The stock was like you know $5 or something. And the next thing you know, it was up to forty-five, but forty-five, but people were get, making all kind of money. People jumped on it. I didn't jump on it. I saw the story yesterday, last night, as I'm laying in bed, and I saw something about Kodak. It didn't register to me. I didn't jump on it this morning. I was too excited about going to play pickleball with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen, and I didn't jump on the Kodak stock. If I, again, that's what the stock market is about. It is the ultimate gambling experience but you gotta be up on everything you can't slip you can't slip and i slipped and now i'm paying for it so now i jumped in at 30 dollars a share (laughs) it went all the way up to 45 like i said but it was like three four hundred percent and it's it is the darling right now it said donald trump announced a deal to work with the The uh, photography pioneered to produce ingredients and generic drugs in response to the coronavirus pandemic. So as soon as people said, ooh, President Trump, coronavirus, Eastman Kodak, they jumped all over Eastman Kodak. Now, this is the part I want to ask Bart Slack coming up at 1230. It says, shares of Kodak last traded Up about 330% after skyrocketing as much as 570%. This is what I want to ask Bart about because I don't understand. He'll clear it up for us. Trading was halted more than 10 times in morning trading on Wednesday due to volatility that's what i have to ask bart slack about now if you'd like to call me and explain it to me before he comes on i will be happy to take your phone call 440-628-8145 or 8150 let me put it up on the screen for you here so to make sure that you if you didn't hear me here you go right there okay 440-628-8145 or 8150 kodak is the is the darling right now all right So, let's get to CGC. Now, if you remember CGC, Canopy Growth Corp., I've had my history with them. If you remember a month ago or whatever it was before I finally had gave up on them, I had over 400 shares of CGC at around 16 bucks a share. But then the... the, uh, The report came out. First, they had the earnings report a month ago, whatever it was, and they said weed's still losing money. (laughs) And then I saw the story that says they still cannot sell weed. Canopy Growth Corp. Corp is is based in Canada, and they are supposedly the largest (laughs) cannabis-producing company out there, which is why I jumped on them. And they're in bed with uh, Modelo and Corona Beer. And I said, oh, baby, weed beer's coming, or beer infused with CBD. So anyway, when I saw that they couldn't sell to the United States, I said, okay, as enough is enough. I got 400 shares uh, stuck with uh, CGC. Maybe they're going to be my darling down the road, my Seattle slew, but right now they can't get their stuff together. So I sold and bought other stuff, okay? Thank God I bought Tesla Still my baby. We've got lots to talk about with Tesla and everything else coming up as well. So now I see a story that says CGC is now selling CBD in the United States on a website called ShopCanopy.com. Shop Canopy.com. Now, if you remember, as you, all my loyal viewers and listeners, you've been hearing me saying that, like GWPH, GW Pharmaceuticals, they have a vaccine or they have medicine for the treatment of epilepsy that is wholly, not wholly, but for the most part, produced. This this medication is mostly CBD plant-based that is a fancy way of saying weed but because you use the word cbd no one it just goes right over your head no one gets outraged so now when the government hears cbd they kind of let that go whereas if you say gw pharmaceuticals is weed that they're giving to the people of epilepsy there would be this outpour so anyway back to canopy growth uh canopy growth court they're now they can't sell weed in the united states but they can sell cbd and now they have a website they have martha stewart who would have ever thought in a million years <laughs> that Martha Stewart, if you think of Martha Stewart first, she had she was she was the it lady, okay, and then she had the supposedly insider trading. She goes to jail. She gets out. Now she's doing recipes with Snoop Dogg on a show. And now Martha Stewart is one of the main pitch women for Canopy Growth Corp. And Martha Stewart's CBD is one of the, one of the things she has going out. But anyway, so now I said, okay, now it's time for me to step back in to CGC. So I'm stepping in, but I'm stepping in softly. I only bought a dozen shares of CGC. It went up yesterday. Uh, 200, uh, 200, $252, 252 hundred, two fifty-two, two dollars and fifty-two cents a share, up from it was wallowing around sixteen for the longest time, and next thing you know, it was up to nineteen forty-eight, and I made about two fifty a share on my twelve shares. Yeah, it's not much, but I want to say now. Last time I checked, they were down today about 70 seventy cent, eighty cent a share, but again. I don't have the 400 plus shares that I had before. I got a dozen. I want to see. I want to make sure that this is an uptrend for CGC before I jump back in. Because I still believe in the long run, they're going to make major, major money. That's CGC. JP Morgan. Now, if you remember me mentioning to you last week, FinTech. It's part of that whole uh, the, the uh, Alibaba, AliPay, Ant, the Ant Group, Ant Financial, I think is what they're called now. Well, J.P. Morgan Chase partners with fintech startup company Margetta, Margetta, M-A-R-G-E-T-A, to launch virtual credit cards. And I said, "Ooh, that sounds interesting to me." So. Instead of receiving plastic versions of credit cards in the mail, JP Morgan Chase commercial cardholders will be able to spend immediately in mobile wallets such as Apple Pay and Samsung Pay. Margetta provides the same technology to DoorDash and Instacart, whose workers use virtual cards in the delivery process. So that's what's going on there. Now, SoftBank, uh, you guys who are watching and listening, you got to excuse me because I'm doing a lot of shows now. The show has kind of picked up and different people have me on. I was on uh, Joe Alvello's My Southern Exposure, giving a couple of stock tips on Sunday night. He's on between 6.45 and 8.45 at night on Sundays. I was on there. I'm on different markets now with different audiences because the show has kind of caught a little fire. And so people want me on. They like my entertaining style, whatever. I remember I was born in the hood. Hood ain't born in me. And people thought that I was just kind of getting around. And then they see the show and they go, wow, this guy's pretty damn entertaining. And he kind of knows his stuff. So therefore, uh, if I repeat things that I said last week, I apologize. But I'm doing so many shows, I can't keep up, okay? So soft thing. Arm Holdings. Arm Holdings. I told you that SoftBank wants to put out another IPO so they can raise some money. And I think I told you NVIDIA said, hey, don't worry about an IPO. We will buy you. We'll partner up. And do some great things. Arm Holdings, SoftBank wants to get into GPUs, computer processors, okay? NVIDIA is one of the big dogs in GPUs. So, SoftBank makes 90 to 95 percent of chips that go into smartphones. Softbank Nvidia makes your graphic cards gaming graphic cards which is huge the multi multi lots of billion dollar industry so Nvidia wants to get into chips that go into smartphones, and ARM Arm Holdings SoftBank wants to get into GPUs. This way they can compete with Qualcomm and AMD. Anybody who knows about computers knows that when you talk about the processors, there's AMD, there's Qualcomm, And there's NVIDIA. So if this happens and NVIDIA buys SoftBank, Arm Holdings, this could be really, really huge. Don't forget, you see the phone number? 440-628-8145. 440-628-8150 if there's anything you want to ask me about. Or financial analyst Bart Slack who's coming up at 1230. The Amazon earnings report is coming out. I still got my one share of Amazon. This is what I don't understand. Amazon's stock gets upgraded by some analyst for some firm and the stock starts making money again. On the other side of that, My Tesla, which earnings report was last week, came out about 5.30 last Wednesday. It said that they had made money four times in a row. Four quarters in a row, which means that qualified them to go into the S&P 500. That was on after-hour training on Wednesday of last week. Well, financial analyst Bart Slack sends me a text, and he goes, "Tesla is at sixteen seventy-five with after-hours training after that earnings report came out." Well, the end of stock market on Wednesday last week, it was sixteen oh four. So what I do? I go and I do a stop limit of sixteen fifty because. Part slacks is it's after I was trading 1675. so I know that the market's going to open up is going to be about 16 excuse me 1675. Smart for me to do that because right after the market opened, I've made over 300 bucks on my five shares. this time. I already made my money the last time. The next thing you know bada boom, profit margins start happening. The stock goes from 305 up to, I don't know, 20 $30 down. Well, I was smart. For you people who are thinking about investing in the stock market or trading, becoming a day trader, regular trader, whatever, broker, I told you before, you put a stop limit, Cause I just had a feeling I'm starting to understand the stock market. Just when you think you got it figured out, they throw you a curve. Well, the curve came, but I had stop limit at 1660, uh, 1650. So mine sold. So when that sucker went from 1675, next thing you know, it was under f- 1500. I was smart. I so I sold my shares at 1650, made my profits and I got out. I stayed out on Friday. Profit margins were still going. And then I jumped back in. Late Friday, when it was nicely down to about $14.97, I bought it. Five shares. Guess what? On Monday, Tesla goes nuts again. Makes $122 a share. Now here's my next thing that i said i want to talk to bart slack about because this drives me crazy i made my 122 dollars a share and i said okay eh, the the thursday and the friday of last week there was profit margins i understand you know people took their money and then monday came out and they made 122 dollars a share and then Tuesday came or Monday night, I'm laying in bed and I hear some analyst from Bernstein or whatever it was says Tesla stock is overvalued. Well, Tuesday comes and it loses yesterday and it loses $63 a share. And I want to ask Bart Snack, who's coming up in just a couple of minutes, how that happens? How can one person say, well, uh, Tesla stock, and let's say it's 1600 This one person can say, well, no, Tesla stock is overvalued. It's not worth $1,600. And then the whole market changes and everybody starts selling their Tesla. How the hell does that happen? How does one person or one firm has that kind of clout to make a stock that's doing well, that just did well in an earnings report, four in a row, made money, bigger than Toyota, And then all of a sudden, some person says their stock is overvalued. It's not worth that. And then everybody starts selling. How how does one person have that much freaking influence over people? I'll ask that department coming up in just a minute. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company Coffee. I'm going to talk to my man Pete Cooper after the show today. I'm going out with my main man, Chuck We're going to an Italian restaurant. Now, you got to understand a brother like me. When I go play with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen in Parma, sometimes I get there before everybody else. Rick the Ruler's usually there first nowadays, but it used to be I'd get there first. Well, I don't get my rear end out of the car because it's in Parma. And I'm in the inner city neighborhoods of Parma, and I'm black. (laughs) Okay? I ain't getting out that car until one of the white guys show up. I'm the only brother... I don't but Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen. And we got a creepy guy that sometimes pulls up and he sits over on the side there and he just has his radio cranked up to whatever morning show he's watching. I'm hearing traffic and weather and all this. Not TAM, but some station. He don't say nothing. So I'll, I tell the guys, I go, listen, <laughs> I think this guy has a problem with me being here. So I just got one question for you guys. They say, what's that? I said, if he pulls out something and starts shooting, which way are you going to run? Because <laughs> I don't want to be falling over you, okay? Because I got a feeling he's going to be aiming for me first because we're in Parma and I'm the only brother there. It's the only thing I could think of. He don't say anything. He, don't, he just sits there right by the court. He rolls his windows down and he cranks his radio. It's either to tell us, he don't like us playing there, or it's to tell us he don't like me playing there. But I don't care. I'm going to play anyway. Until he starts shooting, and then I'll find some place else to go. Anyway, Goldberry Roasting Company. Delicious coffee, people. I have told you so many times how good this coffee is. Goldberryroasting.com. Goldberryroasting.com. I want to tell my man Pete Cooper, okay, I've been loving the Kenya AA. I've been loving the Brazil. The Guatemala, I do like. The Ethiopia, I do like. But I'm going to tell them to send me six different kinds of coffee so I can start experiencing different flavors. Because you know something about me, just like pickleball and swimming, when I like something, I like it. I don't change. But I want to start tasting different types of Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. And I heard there's so many. So I'm going to tell my man, Pete Cooper, Cinebrother, some different ones so I can taste test them and I can talk to you guys about it. Goldberry Roasting Company Coffee, such good coffee. Goldberryroasting.com. Don't forget, if you go there right now and you make your order or whenever you go there, put in the coupon, coupon code GOLDBERRYBST. Goldberry, BST for Big Daddy Stock Tips and you'll get 10% off your order. You want to make an impression to somebody, Goldberry Roasting Company. It's damn good coffee. All right, waiting on my man, man, Bart Slash. you be calling here in just a second, 440-628-8145 or 440-628-8150. Hold on, let me find out what Tesla's doing right now. Tesla stock price. Let's see what's going on in there. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, up 41 right now. I'm okay with that. Let me see what CGC is doing. CGC stock price. Uh, yeah, it's back to doing what it do. down, down seventy five dollars, uh, seventy five cent on dollar. But a dollar. I only bought a dozen shares, so I'm okay with that. Is this my uh, financial analyst, Bart Slack? Yes, sir. Welcome, my friend. Welcome back to the uh, BST talking with Bart Slack. Now, Bart, the first thing I want to get to—I just mentioned it. Uh, did you read anything about Eastman Kodak? Did you see what's going on there?
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, what, I, I just saw something briefly today. I don't, you know, there's not a lot of detail. I don't out understand there,
2: but, it. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand. What, they're going to have a film called because, you know, Kodak went by the wayside when, you know, rolls of film went out. I haven't even heard of them. And now this but, thing comes out. What, what,
0: what have you heard?
1: I, I you know, just that they've got some sort of uh, it was announced that they got some government infusion of cash, several hundred millions of dollars, and that they're they're gonna change their business to be some kind of a generic uh, drug maker of some sort. I you know I was reading I just I just picked it up uh, uh, just recently. a buddy of mine calls me this morning. We talked about it. I see it on uh, I'm watching Fox business now. There was some uh, short report about how. Uh, it's, you know, the trading has been halted several times today that that was my uh, first question.
2: Re- what what do they mean by it's been halted 10 times this morning because of volatility? What the hell does that mean?
1: Well, if people are, are buying it like crazy and then selling it like crazy, um, you know, the markets don't want to see this kind of up and down and in and out so drastically. Uh, on a, on a particular stock. Uh, they want people that kind of, uh, they'll suspend things. They want, they want cooler heads to prevail. Um, they don't want this kind of wildness in, in a stock. So they'll stop the trading. Um, uh, you know, I don't know uh, that many, um, that much more details about it, but it's designed to eliminate just crazy ups and downs and, um, Apparently Kodak has been stopped a number of times today. The trading on it has been stopped. So, Uh,
2: real quick before you continue, so then why is it that when Tesla was up two hundred and fifteen dollars a share, and then it was a couple weeks ago? I know because I had and and all of a sudden something went crazy and Tesla went from two hundred and fifteen dollars up a share to minus $38 a share within a matter of 20 minutes. Why do they allow that? That doesn't, isn't that volatility like this? How can they let that happen?
1: Well, it, certainly not um, not to the uh, extent of Kodak. I mean, Kodak, uh, you, when you, you, you see that kind of move in Tesla, on a percentage basis uh, the value of the stock it's nowhere near what the the percentage move in kodak has been uh, like recently kodak's up two three four hundred percent uh in, in in a matter of a day i mean that kind of stuff is like got everybody's attention and that's why i, I would think they would say hey we we need people to calm down a bit here and then they'll stop the trading on it
2: all right so my here's my uh here's my next question so now I was talking at the top of the show. So Tesla goes through its earnings report last week after trading. And uh, before yeah. before we hang up today, I need you to tell me, well, we'll do this on the text because I need to find out where the hell do you go to, to see the aftermarket after I was trading? Because it was 1604 last Wednesday at the close of market. And then you text me later that night. And he goes, hey, did you see? Uh, the earnings report came out. It said that they had made their mark. Now they are four times, four quarters in a row. They're now eligible to go into the S and P five hundred. And then you said they're up to sixteen seventy five. Yeah. in after hours training, I don't know where do you where do you go to to know what the after hours training price is?
1: Well, whatever. I mean, I don't know if I was on an Investor's Business Daily's website or my. Uh TD Ameritrade account website. I would say, you know, a number of websites that, I mean, if you go to Fidelity and say after hours you type in Tesla, they'll show you what the after hours activity on the stock is. I mean, it's kind of, I'll bet you just just go to Fidelity. You'll see what's going on in the after hours market. Uh, None of which is available to you or me or any of us, but uh, you know, you can see it just on a, on a regular business website or, or an account website.
2: Okay. All right. So now that brings me to my next question. So now then a Thursday happens at, there was profit taking Friday. There was profit taking at the end, yep. just about three fifty-five PM on Friday. I saw Tesla was down to like 1497, 1487, whatever. I said, okay. Uh-huh. So I bought five shares uh, at the end of tr- almost at the end of trading on Friday. Then Monday came and Tesla was my big dog again, earning about $122 a share. But then after hours, on Monday, Monday evening, I'm reading again the Market Watch, CNBC Financial, Google Finance, whatever. And it says, some freaking analyst says, Tesla's <laughs> stock is overvalued. It's not worth it. And so then Tuesday comes, yesterday, and now it's down 63 points, $63 a share. And then the person, same person comes out, and we got Amazon's earnings report is coming out, I believe, tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, where they supposedly have said that they're doing very well, but then this analyst from Bernstein comes out and says, Amazon's stock is upgraded. And so now Amazon starts making the money. How is it that certain people, these so-called analysts, how is it that they have so much power to come out and say that the stock is bad? Isn't a stock what is worth whatever somebody pays for? How come these people can have so much influence on the stock going up or down?
1: I, you know, a lot of people. That's something that um, that will influence uh, the big, the big buyers, the um, uh, you know, the big mutual funds, the big institutions, the insurance companies. They'll look at what these uh, what these analysts have to say, and they can, uh, depending on uh, how experienced the, the analyst is, what kind of a name he's got for himself out there um they can they can move the price of that stock by by um a recommendation or a downgrade uh you know it's it's happened it's happened All right, that's just you know part of the nature of the movement of the stock you know uh, stock prices can move for God only knows how many different reasons uh, you know but um, uh, you know one of the one one of the reasons that can move it is is a uh, a well-known senior analyst who who makes a call on a stock and they can they can move it one way or another. Oh, okay. All right,
2: talking with financial analyst Bart Slack. What is shorting a stock? You hear people bitch about their stock being shorted. How
1: how does that work? Oh. What happens? Um uh shorting a stock is basically you 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 are thinking you're your forecasts are that this this stock is is too high in price and it's going to come down. So what you would do is what's called shorting the stock. I mean, Marty Allen calls up his broker, and uh, you say, "Hey, I, what's Tesla at? Fifteen hundred a share right now." Um, you would call your broker and say, "You know, give me. I want to borrow ten shares of Tesla stock." So. The uh, the broker lets you borrow ten shares, and right now it's valued at fifteen hundred. So that ten shares, for example, is worth fifteen thousand dollars today. So you borrow ten shares, and Marty Allen goes out and says, "This thing's going down. I'm going to sell it today. The borrowed shares I'm going to sell, and I'm going to I'm going to take in fifteen thousand dollars." And what happens is you're, you're waiting for this thing to go down, and it starts dropping. It starts dropping. In a few days, Tesla is, say, it's worth $1,000 a share. It's dropped from $1,500 to 1000 So you go into the market, and you buy 10 shares of Tesla for, for $10,000, and you go to your broker and say, here's the 10 shares back to you that I borrowed from you. And you pay them back. So what happens is when you when you borrow the shares and sold them, you took in fifteen thousand dollars. When you when you saw the stock drop to a thousand a share, you go out there and buy the shares for ten thousand dollars and give them back to your broker. So what you've made, you've made five thousand dollars. Right, right. That's what basically what shorting a stock is. You, you borrow you borrow X number of shares from your broker, and you're hoping you're figuring that you'll pay your broker back when the shares are lower in value, and you'll you'll pocket the difference. You'll make the you'll make money in the difference. Um, the problem is, you know, if the stock keeps going up, and Marty Allen owes his broker ten shares borrowed uh for uh a total of uh $15,000 say it's up to $2,000 a share now all of a sudden Marty Allen's got to pay back his broker the 10 shares he owes him but he's got to pay he's got to pay 20,000 for him now you lost 5,000
2: that's oh, oh so so
1: when you short when you short a stock it's kind of a risky it's a risky play
2: that that is Very volatile. That sounds like almost like margins. uh, When you uh, margins means you don't have the capital, but Fidelity is going to be nice enough that they're going to say, "Okay, you want ten grand to buy this these stocks." Now, if the stocks flop, you still owe us ten grand on your margin. That's what that is.
1: Yeah that that's, that's the margin yeah. but actually uh, when you when you short a stock your risk is even more because you owe in my example to you you owe your broker 10 shares of tesla that's all he cares about he get get his 10 shares back
2: right no matter what the price is he just wants the 10 shares
1: right that's the deal okay the problem is if tesla's if tesla's up at two thousand dollars a share and you borrowed it at uh uh 1500 a share you know, you got to go out there and buy those ten shares and replace them to your broker. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you that much more money.
2: Five. It's going to cost me an extra five hundred per shares. Yeah. So five yeah. grand. I'm going to be out of uh, paying him back those shares. Is this when you hear people getting over their head in the stock market and all of a sudden they're in trouble? Is that the kind of thing that they're doing?
1: Um. It might be, or going on margin. You know, like the thing you mentioned before, where people borrow to buy a stock. Um, you know, you don't have. Say you say you think. Say you think Tesla is going. You know, and you borrow. You borrow from your broker fifteen thousand dollars to buy. You know, ten shares of of Tesla. What what you owe then is is that you actually owe the cash. You when you go on margin, you owe them the money, not the shares. Yeah. You owe them the money, so it's like you're going to the bank to borrow uh, money that, uh, you know, you don't have, you don't have. Right. And if the, if the stock starts, starts dropping, uh, you don't have, you could sell the stock, but you don't have enough to pay your guy back. That's where, where people get in over their heads.
2: I'm staying away from that. Then I'm only going to
1: play. No, no, no. Don't go on margin. Never go on margin.
2: (laughs) I'm only going to play with the money that I have. I am not borrowing against Something that I don't have for a if-come if, or something like that. I got to stay away from that because that, I know me, would get me in trouble. I don't like borrowing or, or playing with any money that I don't already have. All right, next yeah, question. don't. Next question. No. What's the difference in a bull market and a bear market? What the hell is that? I've heard it for forever. All the years that I've ever wanted to get into stock markets, what do they mean by a? it's a bull market and a bear market?
1: Oh gosh, um, you know, there's definite. I think uh, a bull market. Uh, it has to. You know, one of the indicators, the Dow or the S and P, uh, if they're if they're up like twenty percent from their a recent high. I mean, if it's advanced. Like twenty uh, percent, then they say, you know, we're we're in the middle of a bull market now. We're up, we're up twenty uh, percent from a low, um, and in uh, a bear a bear market's just kind of the opposite. From from a peak, this from a peak uh, uh, index value, if it drops, uh, if the index has dropped twenty percent, then we're in, we're what's termed a, a bear market. Okay. Um, and we actually had that this year, <laughs> um, in a matter of months. I mean, in March, uh, the, the the markets were at highs, all time highs. We were we were in a bull market since two thousand and nine. It was the longest bull market uh, in in history, really. Um, and then the COVID uh, the COVID crisis hits, and the stocks start dropping, and they did drop from their March or February highs, they dropped over 20% within a month. I think it was maybe even less than that. The drop was dramatic. So, so right there at the end of March, because of COVID, we're in a bear market right now. And it's like, what the drop was over 20% bear market, just like that. And then, what happens is, as the COVID uh, the COVID crisis sort of wanes and, and and people get their arms around it and things are looking better, then all of a sudden we went back up again and we went up. I think we went up twenty percent uh, uh, higher than than the March the March thirty first low point of the market. We went back up another twenty percent. So now we're in a bull market. Uh, we went from a bull to a bear, back to a bull, within about six weeks i don't think that's ever happened before i mean what we're living through is some very very unique uh times um so that's basically bulls and a bear in a nutshell it's i think it's basically a move from a high or a low by 20 percent or more all
2: right so last question because and i think you've kind of answered this question coming up now because my next question my last question was going to be i told and as i'm playing pickleball with my buddies and i tell them uh uh, I made this amount of money on Tesla, blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, what's, yeah. what percentages? And I go, I'm looking at them like they're crazy. What do you mean percentages? All I know is that I invested this amount in Tesla, and now I got this amount, another $2,500 I made on it. But they're saying, well, well, what's the percentage? And I go, how the hell do I know? And they'll say, well, you what? know, if it's 20% or what, 15 to 20 is good, and 25 is that, and I have no idea what they're talking about.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the way you you need to be looking at things, not so much dollars as you should percentages oh uh, I mean um, because you know, say you bought the Tesla at fifteen hundred uh, it goes up ten percent, so it's at sixteen fifty you're thinking I made oh shit i made uh, I made a uh, hundred fifty a share yes well, um, say you bought Kodak at $6 a share and now it's up to $30 a share in a couple of days and you'd be thinking if you're looking at dollars you're thinking oh i've only made $24 yes. on my Tesla i made $150 yes but which is you know 150 on Tesla is 10% now say you took that 1500 that you you bought Tesla with on which you made one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, say you took that fifteen hundred and bought uh, Kodak at six dollars a share. That's you've got you've got what uh, you know 200, and 200 shares of Kodak, and Kodak has now gone up from six dollars a share to twenty four dollars a share or thirty dollars a share. That six hundred is now worth. You know, close to 15,000. Right. Right. So, I mean, that, you, you, that's the why you got to look at the percentages. I mean, Kodak moved 300%. Right. Tesla moved, in, my, in our example, 10%. So, gotcha. even though the dollars may be higher per share, you got to look at what you've invested and what the percentages are. Because if you put that 1500 instead of buying Tesla and you bought uh, $1,500 worth of Kodak, you, you have a lot more money uh, than your Tesla invested, a lot more. Wow. Talking. That's why you got to look at the percentage. Forget the dollars. I mean, okay. I know you're looking at the dollars. Well, because yeah.
2: You, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm looking at how much
0: money I made. That's,
1: the, per- <laughs> the percentage is the great equalizer. It's the great eye-opener. I mean, uh, you can make 10% on Tesla. You put your $1,500 to Kodak, and you've made way more money. Gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why they're asking you what's the percentage. They want you know the percentage is what you can easily compare other investments with, not the dollars. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So
2: all right. Talking with financial analyst Bart Slack as always. Thank you, my friend. I understand. I saw this last night when I looked at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Two hundred and ninety thousand dollars, if you want them, a share. but they made on the day $2,833 last week. So now, you and I have been friends for 38 years. My birthday is coming up on August 17th, and you're rich. So if you really like me, buy me one share of Berkshire Hathaway. And then I know you are a really good friend and a really good brother. I would be happy to take that from you because you love me so much, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Good. Okay. Go ahead and make the transfer and put it in Fidelity, all right?
1: But, you know, listen, <laughs> uh, I could take that money and spend it uh, on some other people. I'd be even more happier. <laughs> no, I know. you I would. I could go to Vegas and spend that money on some other people. I'd be a lot more happier than ever gave it to Marty
0: Allen. <laughs> I love you, my friend.
2: We'll talk okay. to you next week, okay? Yeah. Okay. Bert, my financial analyst right here on the Rogue Radio Network. All right, let's get you our our stocks of the week. And let's start start off with our COVID stocks, number one. Right now we've got uh it's for whatever reason, Novavax, N-V-A-X, N-V-A-X, Novavax is the main baby who's making the most money. I think the last I checked, they were. I think yesterday they were at $148 a share. They may be down to a couple of bucks a share now to about $145, $146. But they are one of the main ones still racing to finish line. And they got more money. I believe I saw they got $375 million from the government or somebody to help continue their business. Uh, research on getting their virus to the market. Moderna is still doing very well. And I've been telling you about Moderna for forever. They're now getting close. They say maybe September or whatever, they'll be able to finish their trials for their vaccine and get theirs to the market. Then there's, of course, uh, Johnson & Johnson. But Johnson & Johnson, you know, they got, the, they got the lawsuits with the talcum powder and all kind of people suing them. And now that this, this, this other lawsuit is coming up uh, overseas by another, I'm just even though Johnson & Johnson is one of the major players in the coronavirus vaccine, I'm just not there yet with buying Johnson & Johnson. Now, again, as always, I don't tell you what stocks to buy. I don't advise you what stocks to buy or not buy. I only tell you what stocks looks interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me and sometimes a uh, stock that's a clunker. But uh, Johnson & Johnson... The, the, the book report is still out as far as I'm concerned. Of course, you've got AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca is one of the main ones that's still out there. you got Pfizer and BioNTech. Pfizer is getting closer, okay? Pfizer is in bed with BioNTech. BioNTech is the German company, BNTX, BNTX. They're still doing well. I've always told you about Catalan. Catalan will produce mass-produce the Moderna vaccine if they get fda approval and of course Cansino. i don't know if i've mentioned Cansino to you before but i've been watching cancino they're a chinese company but they're really small they don't have a lot of capital that these other big dogs have like biontech moderna uh novavax johnson and johnson astrazeneca pfizer but cancino is another one we told you about the tesla earnings report that came out pretty good last week Tesla is up. Last I checked, they were up about 50 bucks a share, 56 bucks a share right now. I got about five shares of them. And of course, they're now eligible for the S&P 500. My big docs, big docs. My big dog stocks of the week is still Tesla. Come on, Muskie. I love you, Muskie. I'm telling you that there's one analyst for Volkswagen who said Tesla will be the stock to have and will be the major automaker and player in the next five years. Year. So that's going to be coming from that. And, of course, I just mentioned Novavax. As far as the coronavirus vaccine, Novavax is still one of my big dog stocks of the week. My interesting stock of the week, Adobe. Adobe. How many of you people have seen Adobe for forever? On your web, on your, uh, on your browser, Adobe Flash Player, Adobe, all the different programs that you can do wonderful stuff with, Adobe Effects, Adobe Premiere. The last I checked, they were trading about $435 a share. I'm still considering maybe flipping a couple of shares of Catalan. I had 15 shares of that. Maybe I'll take five shares of the Catalan, five shares of the 15, and buy some Adobe. My uh, And, of course, my attractive stock watch of the week. is Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Vertex Pharmaceuticals. V-R-T-X on the stock market. They have a drug called Trikafta. Trikafta. Okay? It's a combination of three medicines that treat 90% of cystic fibrosis. 90% of cystic fibrosis patients. Vertex pharmaceuticals with their drug, Tri-Cafta. And of course, my two big winners of the week so far this week is Moderna and my man Tesla. Come on, Muskie, Hook a brother up. I got to tell you, I am enjoying. I, I don't know how to, how to say this because I love my Cavaliers job. Okay, if anybody from the Cavaliers are watching. I love my Cavaliers job. But what being quarantined, since march the middle of march for me is it gave me a it it gave me a chance to slow down catch my breath and figure out i said to myself what if i didn't have a cavalier's job to go back to what would i do now i have some savings i have some uh, some roth 401k you know uh and I'm sorry, Roth IRA, not 401k, Roth IRA. And I have a little bit of money. In the grand scheme of things. I don't have Bart Slack money. <laughs> I don't have Berkshire Hathaway money. But a little bit of money. You know, saving because I figure out I'm going to be 60 years old next month, August 17th. Bart Slack's going to get me a share of Berkshire Hathaway. $290,000. I'll take about $2,800 $3,000 a day in profit. Letting that one stock sit there. My other buddy Pizza Bob said he had, he bought McDonald's at like $26 a share many, many years ago, like tens of years ago. And I think he said McDonald's is worth $199. Bob wants to buy a a, uh, a nice house, a, a summer house, vacation home in Florida. And so he's going to sell a lot of the McDonald's stock. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I was holding my McDermott, my, my, my uh, not Moderna, my CGC. That's what I was hoping that would be for me. No, it still could. But I got tired of waiting. I need to see the money meter move. But being off since March, the middle of March, it has has refocused me. And that's when I started really getting heavily into day trading. I didn't know I was going to be a day trader. I mean, I bought some stocks. I bought some CGC. I bought some Medman. Brought some true leaf, some Tilray, because at the time I was thinking weed stock is going to be huge. Now, I think it's still going to be, but it slowed down. Weed stock was the darling of the stock market until coronavirus happened. And then all of a sudden, biotech stock started coming back. And biotech start, started taking center stage to what people were buying because everybody's trying to get in line. Okay, is Novavax going to be the first one to get FDA approval? Is Moderna going to be the first one to get FDA approval? Is BioNTech, is Pfizer, is Johnson & Johnson, is AstraZeneca, is CanSino, and a host of others? Who's going to be the first one? You saw what Eastman Kodak. Look, look what look what President Trump does to a stock. Eastman Kodak was traded I don't know 8 bucks, 7 bucks, 6 bucks, I don't know cuz I never looked at it until today. But I'm checking my my uh Google Finance and I see Eastman Kodak is up 400% on President Trump saying that they're going to start taking pictures of <laughs> something. I again like when we had Bart Slack on earlier. I don't even know what the hell it's all about. All I know is that I see that Eastman Kodak stock is going nuts. And so now I'm interested. I like interesting, attractive, and sometimes delicious stocks. My Amazon is my big dog. My Tesla is my Seattle Slough. And then I got a little bit of Moderna, a little bit of SoftBank. A little bit of Baba. <laughs> Alibaba, which is the ant group. Okay. And what else I have? I got a little bit of Twist, TWST. I got a little bit of Global Blood Therapeutics, GBT. I'm all over the place. Now I'm thinking about a little Adobe. And at some point, I'm going to start studying gambling. Gambling. Gaming stock. The Lucas Arts, the Electronic Arts. Can you imagine? You, see, you did you see? Remember AOL, America Online. Well, AOL was the darling back then. Remember, AOL was the shiznit. And now look where AOL is. A dinosaur right now. What was the? What was the uh, uh, the the computer company? that everybody had to have one, Gateway. Well, I was never a Gateway fan. There was Gateway, there was Dell, and of course your IBMs and your Lenovo's and, 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 and uh, all the other ones. Well, I was never a Gateway pro. I, I never liked the Gateway computer. Well, look what Gateway is now. There's nowhere. So with Eastman Kodak, I didn't see anything coming. But Donald Trump says, hey, Eastman Kodak, we're going to dig your arms up out of the dirt. You can help with, all, all people heard was President Trump endorsing a company, Eastman Kodak, and he heard they heard the word coronavirus. Stock with nuts. Well, I jumped in at 30. I bought two shares. What the hell? On a future show, and I thought this would be pretty cool. On a future show, we're going to build a portfolio together, you and I. I ain't telling you to buy these stocks. I'm just saying, if I was building a portfolio, these are the stocks that I would have in my portfolio. These are my starters, and then we'll choose some other ones that we think may have potential in the stock market. Don't forget, the audio part portion of the show is on Google, Apple, LinkedIn, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and all the rest of them. Of course, you can get the replay of this show on my Facebook page, Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, or my YouTube channel, Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, the Rogue Radio Network. Don't forget Gary Lee, coming up. Tomorrow, 6.45 to, not 6.45, that's uh, that's Joe Avello. Gary Lee with Podcasting Dangerous every Thursday night, I believe 6 to 8 p.m. on the Savage MMG Network with Bishop Savage and the boys. Very good programming over there. Online radio and television is the future. I've had many, many interns. I've graduated many, many interns, hundreds, when I was producing for the Mike Trevisano Show. And back in my days of WJW AM850, WERE, with Jim Mack into producing Jim McIntyre, Jack Callahan in the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of them have gone on to become local stars. Yeah, Nick Camino, who started as an intern with me, 16-year-old little kid, he went on to be Beat reporter for the Cleveland Indians. And now he's uh, like second lead anchor over at uh, Channel 3. Mark Schwab, intern. Beat reporter for the Cleveland Indians. Now over at 19 as one of their sports anchors. There's so many more. Uh, uh, Stephanie, Warner Hagel. Cleveland Indians ballpark engineer. She's got to be suffering right now because... This is her time of year where she'd be on the home games. She'd be sitting there next to, right behind Tom Hamilton and Rosie doing the games. Well, because it's this virtual thing now, so she couldn't work this year. Brian Matze, intern, he's the network engineer over the, for the Cleveland Indians for iHeartRadio. I would never tell kids to go to broadcasting school now because it's pretty bad. Everything is automation. Robots and mechanics and computers are taking jobs left and right. Anyway, I'm getting on the tangent here. I got to get out of here. I'm going out with Chuck Goletti. You remember Chuck Goletti, obviously, from the GLC. We're going to an Italian restaurant. Brother, an Italian restaurant. Okay? But that's okay. All right? I'm a big black dude. I'll go anywhere. I ain't scared of you. I am scared of the guy <laughs> over at the pickleball store at Parma. He scares me. We call him the creepy guy. All right. I love you guys. We'll see you next week right here. On the Rogue Radio Network. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I uh, I think I promoted everybody. Oh, Joe Alvello. It's My Southern Exposure. My Southern Exposure. Joe Alvello. You can find his pages. Just search My Southern Exposure on Facebook to find Joe Alvello. Joe Alvello is huge. He has people on from the LGBT community. They talk about those issues. And they talk about President Trump and all that. You always notice that I don't want to discuss politics but we will see what's coming up with the stimulus package. Could be $1,200 we are getting for the next round. It could be whatever. depending on what the Democrats in the House accept from the Republicans in the Senate. You impressed with me? I hope so, because I'm impressed with me talking politics. I love you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday at noon right here on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Don't forget, I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. At the end of the day, life is short in the grand scheme of things, so get busy
0: living. Love you guys. See you next week. I got those pesos right here. You're good. You're good. Show me the money. You the man. This has been a Big Sexy Marty Allen production.
2: Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Louie.